My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800 399 3691. That's 800 399 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Monday here on this program, you know what that means? We got Raw tonight. I don't know a lot about it. Two matches announced thus far, so we can tell you about those here today. But it's a very busy week outside of Raw and everything else. So we got NXT tomorrow, which at this moment has a million-dollar face-off with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. That is set for tomorrow night. Wednesday, there is no AEW show. That show will be on Friday this week which is the official go-home show for the pay-per-view this weekend. Although, if you watched last week's show, I mean, they kind of treated last week's show also like a go-home show. A lot of interviews, a lot of promos. They gave you the entire card for the pay-per-view. There's not going to be anything else added. But that's coming up on Friday. We got a full lineup for that show. A uh, Nine matches scheduled for the AEW pay-per-view coming up this weekend. We can go over all of those if you'd like to here today. And then... A lot of other news as well. Okada and Taichi tested positive for COVID-19. Two of, I believe, nine that have tested positive. A lot going on in Japan. Osprey has gone back to the UK. The IWGP heavyweight title is vacant. There's allegedly going to be an Olympics. I mean, there's still a lot of talk about whether the Olympics should even take place. To me, all these athletes training... Like, make a decision. It's either going to happen or it's not. I thought it would, a decision would be... I thought it would be canceled by now. But that doesn't happen. So, I guess whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But Japan's a mess. We have got an Instagram update from the Velveteen Dream regarding his release from WWE. But I would like to say a few things about. And, of course, if you want to talk about SmackDown from Friday, you're welcome to. No, I have not watched the Warrior documentary. But I am looking for your thoughts. And I'll tell you why after the break. Interesting this time. So a lot of stuff to talk about today. Back in a moment to kick it off Wrestling Observer Live. I'm 
I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. As noted in the opening segment, I have not watched any of the Warrior documentary. And last night on the Brian and Vinny show where, for some reason, everybody wanted us to review Halloween Havoc 93. In hindsight, I have absolutely no idea why. That show did not age well. We talk about Tuesday. What are we going to review on Tuesday? Normally, we've been reviewing these A&E documentaries. And some people like it. Some people hate it. We did the Booker T documentary, and it was just one after another. Stop reviewing these A&E documentaries. Stop reviewing them. I was like, all right, listen. I want to do the Shawn Michaels one. After that, if you guys don't want me to review them anymore, we won't. 
So we reviewed the Shawn Michaels one, which I thought was very good. And next up was the Warrior one this weekend. And I have been bombarded with feedback on this Warrior documentary. And interestingly enough, it is very, very split. The first feedback I got was, holy smokes, it actually was much better than I expected. It was really good. They talked about his... All of the issues that he, uh, uh, I shouldn't say that he dealt with. These were issues that he was responsible for. They talked about all of the terrible things that he said, all the terrible things that he wrote. They addressed all of that in the documentary. I couldn't believe it. It's a WWE production. So I thought, oh, well, how about that? And uh, then I started getting flooded with other uh, feedback. Uh, this one, for example, the Warrior documentary, A Big Bold Lie, Colin says. Lots of WWE propaganda. Uh, also about how WWE was so good to him while he was so terrible to them. Basically another WWE whitewashing BS doc. Not worth watching. Dark Side of the Ring will be interesting on their take on Jim Helwig. WWE apologists, a-holes like Sam Roberts, Peter Rosenberg featured all over this doc. You are going to despise it. So I thought, ah, oh, that sounds horrible. And then had a bunch of people going... We want you to review it on Tuesday. I was like, what do you guys want? This sounds horrible. Why should it? Oh, you want me to yell about the warrior for an hour? Is that what it is? So anyway, I want everyone's thoughts on this documentary because usually it's either everybody thinks it sucks or everybody likes it. This is the one where some people thought it was fine, probably because they had low expectations, and other people thought the thing was horrible. So I'll decide in the next uh, 12 hours if we're going to watch this tomorrow or not. Did you see this, Mike? I did not. I'll wait till you report back to me on these. I'm not a big proponent of the WWE documentary series as it appears on A&E from the little bits and pieces that I've seen. I haven't seen a reason to stick around for an entire thing because it's not fully honest. It is fully honest through the lens of the filmmaker and then WWE is the, I guess, executive producer on top of it. Uh Sorry, I just, you know, again, the Booker T story, there would be nothing there that I don't already know. Like most of these stories, what they're going to do is leave a lot of things out in some cases, and in other cases, concentrate heavily on the negative, as they did in the Randy Savage documentary. There seems to be no consistency to this, because they're using different filmmakers, and they seem to be using a different standard with how they check everything off. I'm not saying that the Dark Side of the Ring documentary on Ultimate Warrior will be better than what WWE did. I can't say that right now because it hasn't aired yet and I haven't seen the WWE version. But I can say this, I trust Hunzi and those guys you know, who are in charge of Dark Side of the Ring far more than I trust WWE to tell me a story about history. Ron here says, Warrior biography was absolutely horrible, a chore to go through. The series still has the same issues with knuckleheads like Sam Roberts talking about a certain subject. They hardly interviewed any wrestlers Warrior worked with. And why is Russo being asked questions when he wasn't involved with creative there in the early 90s? This person says 80% of the Warrior doc was then pretending Warrior was a swell guy and not a raging racist and homophobe, unwatchable garbage. Person says, Ultimate Warrior documentary, complete bull crap, and WWE just rewriting history. This person, Ultimate Warrior documentary, holy smokes, totally biased 90-minute WWE propaganda piece. Safe to say the worst one yet, and he ranks him here. Shawn Michaels, 
Steve Austin, Booker T, Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, and Warrior. I have to see if I want to rank them the same way. I did think that the, the Shawn Michaels one was great. The Steve Austin one was great. The Booker T one, when talking about his life growing up and his life after wrestling, those parts were great. The rest was just fluff. The Savage one was... I mean, what I would recommend everybody, if you watch the Randy Savage one, is to go to this week's Observer because there is a long... I don't know where he actually did the interview at, but Dave transcribes it in the Observer. It is a it is a long uh, piece by uh, uh, um, Lenny Poffo, who is Randy Savage's brother. And one of the problems, obviously, that I had with the Savage documentary is, like, God bless the guy. I hate to keep getting on him, but why do I need Kurt Hawkins talking about Randy Savage's baseball career? Uh, you had the dude's brother. So they just needed more talking heads on there or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, Lanny knows more about Randy than pretty much anybody alive today. And so Lanny goes through all of the pluses and the minuses of the Randy Savage documentary. And he has a lot of other stuff that he, he puts in there that didn't make the final cut, why he said certain things, et cetera, et cetera. It's actually a very, very interesting read. So I would read that if you were Lanny, if you were uh, if you watch the Savage documentary. Did he write it in rhyme? No, he did not. But he did talk about how uh, if you watch the documentary, Lanny and Randy had a very interesting relationship where Lanny was the younger brother, and so Randy was like in charge, like he was totally in charge. He was basically like another father. Lanny treated Randy like his father as opposed to like his brother. And so anything that Randy wanted to do, whatever, it was like Lanny would just go along with it. You know, Randy would have the final word, et cetera, et cetera. A very weird relationship. But Lanny loved his brother, and he very much appreciated that everywhere that Randy went, he got a job for his brother. And so there's that part of him that's always going to say positive things about Randy. But he was largely honest about a lot of things, I feel. But what he said was, the only thing that Randy ever asked me to do ever that I said no to was he wanted me to write Be a Man. Remember <laughs> Be a Man, Hulk? One of the great rap songs of all time? Ever. He wanted Lanny to write it. And Lanny refused because in Lanny's mind, I was a wrestler for a long time and the best four months of my life in wrestling the best four months of my wrestling career were when I feuded with Hulk Hogan. Oh, and perfect. we went all over the place, and I got to do big matches with Hulk Hogan, and we main-evented. I made more money than I ever made in wrestling those four months with Hulk. Hulk always treated me right, and therefore I cannot in good conscience write a negative rap song about Hulk Hogan. So he refused. It was the only thing he ever told his brother he wouldn't do. So then his brother said, well, how about you write... Um, I forget the other song it was. It might have been Hulkster in Heaven. or No, that was on Hulks. God, what was the other song? So anyway, there was another song. Uh, Hulkster no, You know what it was? It was, uh, it was the song on, on Randy Savage's rap album about Mr. Perfect. Because he really liked Mr. Perfect. Ah, uh, yes. So he wrote that one. But then he ultimately ended up disappointed because Randy <laughs> totally rewrote it. And so the final song actually wasn't the song that Lanny wrote. But anyway, the, the Lanny thing is really good. And then quickly, I saw the Piper one as well. And the Piper one's really interesting. But listen, I had many run-ins with Roddy Piper. 
especially in a period where he was in rough shape. And Roddy Piper was, more than anything else, a complete and total worker, okay? Mm. So when they went over the history of Roddy Piper, like a lot of the history of Roddy Piper was the history that Roddy Piper told people, which, how can I believe that? How can anybody believe that? So that one was kind of, that was sort of hit and miss. But I have not hated the any documentary as much as some people have. I thought that uh, some of them were actually, especially the Shawn Michaels one, that one was quite good. I have the lyrics here in front of me. I Which one, Hulkster to... in Heaven? No, Perfect Friend. Oh, yes. You were my perfect friend. Oh, see, I don't know how if I should sing this like Randy Savage or Lanny Poplow. Well, wait need, till after the break. I need the, the break. chat to decide. We to got... let the chat decide during the break. We got some music here, so stick around, everybody. Back in a moment, Observer Live. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping so stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800 215 6812. That's 800 215 6812. This one goes out to my real close friend and buddy, Kurt Hennig, aka Mr. Perfect. Just want to let you know that you're missed, but you'll never be forgotten. You've always been an incredible friend. I think that's your cue, Mike. I want you to know that we got your back, buddy. Buddy system style from Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm going to skip through the second stanza to get to the third. You were my perfect friend right there until the end. I'm forever missing you until we meet again. Can't explain this pain. Never felt like this. Mr. Perfect, don't you know that you'll truly be missed? Good God almighty. We banned Ryan and we got that. Mm, see, I'm not good hey, Dom, with Savage. Listen. I haven't had enough cigarettes today. Dom, next next uh, bumper, I want uh, Be a Man Hulk. Actually, when we come back from the break so I can play a little bit of it. But you may have to uh, make sure that there's no uh, profanity in it. I can't remember if there is or not. Is there any Brian Adams singing in the background? Remember when all that was going on? That crush Brian Adams was trying to become a professional boxer and Randy Savage was going to be his trainer. There's the forgotten part of seen, all the wackiness. You ever seen Savage's jabs? Place. They weren't so bad. They were not, no. Especially like the real ones he would land in actual fights, like to Hulk Hogan's face. Warrior A&E biography dedicated barely around 15 minutes to the homophobic racial issues, about 15 minutes to the first time he left the promotion, to get about 10 minutes to the second time he left, which included the self-destruction doc, which was fun, and to that helping Warrior change his ways. No mention of WCW or WrestleMania 12, where he defeated Triple H. It was mentioned how he made peace with Vince, even though Vince said he hated his guts and could not wait to fire his ass. The rest of the runtime is crappy. Well, I haven't seen it yet, as I noted, but, I mean, the problem with every one of the documentaries is that you it's hard to do this in 90 minutes. Like, what do you focus on? What do you take out? I mean, I find it... I, 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 yeah. it's, it's WCW run sucked. Had one of the worst matches, actually a couple of the worst matches I ever saw. His match with Hogan at Mania 6 was one of the, I mean, it was a classic. I mean, it holds up. I went back, I've watched it multiple times. It's, it's really good. Then he goes to WCW and they do a rematch and it's, it's horrible. And then they did that War Games, which was, dude, when I hear people complain about Jericho falling off that cell on the boxes, it's like, why don't you dorks go back and watch that WCW War Games with the Warrior? You want to see a bad match? Blood and Guts was fantastic. And Warrior you... falling, and, and Jericho falling off that cage, you know what that was a thousand times better than? Warrior appearing and disappearing in a puff of smoke in a War Games match. Who was in that White Castle of Fear match or whatever it was? Was it Hogan and Savage against half the locker room? Was that that one? No, that was a different one. That was the oh. that was a triple cage 
of Deathmatch or something. Oh, like that's that. right. They brought back yeah the Triple Tower of Doom for that. Yeah, that's right. The the White Castle of Fear. That was that was Sting and Davy Boy or Vader or something like that. They they had a lot of bad ideas in WCW. We'll go back to more of those in a moment here, but. Uh... Where are we here? Here we go. In a Monday Instagram story that focused heavily on past allegations, Velveteen Dream made his first comment since being released by WWE Thursday. Dream denied the accusations by Josh Fuller and, quote, Jacob, end quote, that arose around the speaking out movement in April 2020. He first focused on Fuller, saying he met him in 2015 after Tough Enough through a mutual pro wrestling trainer. They struck up a friendship, but Clark said their relationship eventually frayed in 2018 after he suggested Fuller take a break from wrestling training after he suffered a concussion in 2017. Quote, to have him accuse me of predatory behavior because I chose not to be or not to help is spiteful, he wrote. After sharing some additional notes about Fuller and Jacob's social media accounts, Clark said the experience of working through the accusations defamed his character and, quote, ultimately accomplished what it sought out to do, and that was to see me released. He said he hopes people eventually realize the allegations were untrue and that they derailed any upward momentum he had and ultimately cost him his WWE job. God has always had me and he always will. Dream is officially over, but Patrick Clark lives to fight another day. He said he talked about the Dream character and the reason he did not initially go public with denials was because to him, quote, addressing rumors would be working against an already compromised ability to sell a character I'd invested in heavily and that he takes any job he has seriously. He then focused on Jacob, another aspiring wrestler who had DM'd him about advice. He detailed their communications, said that on April 21st he woke to screenshots of conversations that never happened. He said he contacted WWE HR and the social media team and that after an investigation... WWE released a statement supporting his innocence. The part that hurt for me was having a personal picture that I've used in my personal life on apps being used to label me a predator. I am in no way of the word a predator. This is the first and only time I've ever been accused of any solicitation to anybody. And then they have more here. So a few things. Number one, uh, what I thought was one of the most interesting things was something that's not even in this story here. And that is, let's see if I can find his actual Instagram story here, because there was something he wrote at the beginning that is uh, interesting. That's very, very small here. Anyway, he basically was talking about the character of the Velveteen Dream. I'm going to try and read this here on my phone, everybody. So it, this could not be written any smaller. <laughs> All right, let's see. So he says... Uh, let's see. Put on your readers, old man. God, it's just like, it's a screenshot. It's not the actual thing here. Okay. So he talks about the character of the Velveteen Dream. He said, The success of the Dream character relied heavily on kayfabe, my ability to blur Patrick Clark from Tough Enough with this over-the-top personality. The character was conceptualized the day Prince passed, April 21, 2016. I knew nothing about him at the time, but my thinking was that I could use my interpretation of Prince to create an on-screen personality vastly different from who I am as a person. Cue the Velveteen Dream, sexually ambiguous, gender-fluid, self-absorbed Devo. And as I learned more about Prince, I began to 
tamed certain aspects of the character, aspects that I deemed way too over the top and inconsistent with who Prince was as a performer. Now, before I unpack, and then he goes on to talk about all of these other allegations. So what I thought was interesting about this was he says that all of these accusations were the reason that he was inevitably let go from WWE. I guess he would know better than I, okay? But as I talked about a few days ago, when I asked around about the Velveteen Dream, I heard from a lot of people, and they all told largely the same story. And that was that one of the issues, forget all of the accusations, okay? I don't know what happened. I've said it before, I believe that WWE believes that he was innocent. Because otherwise, I believe they would have gotten rid of that guy very quickly. I don't know what happened. I don't know nothing, okay? All I know is about everything that everybody else knew about related to the Velveteen Dream. And the thing that I heard over and over again, uh, besides the fact that he kept disappearing and there were car accidents and, like, that's never good. And I don't really know what happened there, but, like, it was a regular occurrence. The thing that I heard about Velveteen was that he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. It had nothing to do with accusations. What I heard over and over was that this guy, when he talks here about his Velveteen Dream character, and he talks about blending it with his real life. Do you guys remember that Shawn Michaels documentary where Shawn Michaels was the nice young kid, and then he created this Heartbreak Kid character, and then at some point, like, they talk about his drug use and his insanity and his craziness and how he became the Heartbreak Kid. He lived this character. This was like his real life. I heard a lot about the Velveteen Dream in the same way. Going to shows, not talking to anybody, being aloof, really rubbing people the wrong way. The, the point of all of this is, what I, the impression that I was given from talking to people is, forget the accusations, this guy was on his way to self-destructing and probably getting fired one way or the other very, very quickly. So what I believed was that that was largely the reason that the Velveteen Dream ended up being cut from WWE. He's saying that uh, these accusations played into this. I don't know how. I don't know any more details. That's what he's saying right here. But the stuff that he says about playing the character and living the character, I heard a lot about that, and it was not positive. It, it, there was a lot of problems with him, with other people. And as noted, a lot of people didn't like it, but they were concerned because he was in tight with people at the top, and they didn't feel comfortable going to management about it. But those things that they didn't feel comfortable going to management about had nothing to do with accusations. That was a completely separate deal. So that's what I can tell you about the Velveteen Dream. That's his side of the story. And his side of the story is on Instagram if you want to go and read the entire thing. Yeah, it's really hard to add anything to that. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a cop. I'm not an investigator. I wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, I do believe, like you believe, if they believed that any of that stuff was true, I think he would have been gone. I, I do. But it also, if this is what he is saying is true and what you are saying is true, you know, anything that comes up negative can be a nail in your coffin if you've already done things that pisses off people and some of those people are looking for you to leave. And they waited a long time before releasing him. They didn't use him much, but... You know, one thing that I'll just say again that's got nothing to do with that part of the story but has got everything to do with the wrestling part of his story is that he had not looked really good. And for whatever reason, maybe it was mental, 
you know, he had back issues, he had injuries, he had other things going on. So can he return to the form, even if people do accept him, to where he was before athletically? Because he's going to have to be to overcome the fact that you can't do your gimmick anymore. You can't be the Velveteen Dream. Uh, we'll have to see about that, and we'll see if anybody gives him a chance. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 that's 800-403-5912. Huh. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. I think it is. Hulk, you set it off. Set it off. Used to be hard, Hulk, now you done turns off. 
pay-per-view event was a joke. You're avoiding Randy Savage because you know you'll get smoke. Come on, that phony fight, the rocks break too fast. But when I tell him, so we do a real fight, he passed. I called him out, but the punk was scared to go. It was a charity event, but the hall didn't show. Hollywood Hulkster, you're at the end of your rope. And I'ma kick you in the butt and wash your mouth, I was so. Cause, like Randy Dangerfield, you get no respect. So come on, Hulk, let's wreck so I can put you in check. Be a man, Hulk. Bro, that's an all-timer. Be a man, Hulk. I love that song. Hollywood, don't make me laugh, because your movies and your acting skills both are trash. Your movie's straight to video, the box office can't stand. Well, I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man. You know, technically, DJ Cool is a part of the song. Thank God they did not have you do a macho impression on that A&E documentary. Holy smokes. Mm, yeah, I can do a little bit of a more of a laid-back yeah. macho, but when he gets all excited, you know, I can't take it like that. This is, I, I got to go with the, the low voice. It's an upper body business. Everybody, brother. listen to me. Go on iTunes and get that. Be a man, Hulk. That's a classic. That's a classic. You hear me? Can't believe that Randy uh, didn't have Lanny. I believe Lanny shot him down for that. Can you imagine him writing this down? Bro, I, back, listen, I'm not on sure. On the back of a Frisbee and, and sending I, it out to fans? I don't believe that Lanny could, could write a better song than Be a Man. I don't. God bless Lanny. He's a great poet, smart man. He could not write a better Be Hold a Man. Hold on. I'm looking. View all credits. Give me a second here. Written by Macho Man Randy Savage, Khalid Keen, and Brian Overton. Now, I don't know if Khalid Keen and Brian Overton are... Are names for somebody that is, you know, more popular. In a... Apple Music, whatever you nerds. Apple Music? Everyone's Maybe. upset I called it iTunes. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> old man. Of all the things. Let's see. Shame popular Khalid Keen songs. He also wrote Gotta Have Love by Yolanda Adams. And let's see about uh, Brian Overton here. Uh, uh, you Gotta Have Love by Yolanda Adams. So this is probably not a, a very... Uh, Certainly doesn't seem like a very popular songwriting duo, which is amazing after the epic that they produced for Randy Savage. You dorks would have said to go get it on CD. You're yelling at me because I used iTunes. Get it on 8-track. Japan's Okada and Taichi revealed they have tested positive for COVID-19. Okada confirmed in a recent interview he had tested positive, said he felt sick, lost his sense of taste, but it has since returned. Taichi confirmed that he also Taichi never positive. had any taste. He appeared on this morning's Road to Wrestle Grand Slam event via video, said he had a high fever, but is recovering now. So we'll find out when everyone returns. I mean, they're back in action. So I guess uh, that's that. May 22nd, resume their schedule. Let's see what else we got here in terms of uh, feedback. Yeah, I was so excited for uh, Be A Man, I didn't open up the phone line. So <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this is about last night. After watching that nonsensical Texas death match on Halloween Havoc 93, I just remember the last Texas death match a major wrestling company did uh, was in January of last year. John Moxley defeated Lance Archer January 4 Tokyo to win back the IWGP U.S. heavyweight title. The rules of that match in comparison to that Cactus Jack Vader match was the easiest to comprehend. Moxley Archer could only win via 10-count knockout or submission. If you guys don't remember Halloween Havoc 93, they used the old school Texas Deathmatch rules, which like are so bad, I can't imagine why anybody came up with this idea. So let's say that you get beat up, all right? You get beat up and you're down, uh, you get hit with a move, and you get first you have to get pinned, okay? 
So once you get pinned, then they say there will be a 30-second rest period. So Dave Penzer's like, all right. He looks at his watch. Ten seconds left, he says. And then when 30 seconds rest period is passed, then the referee goes, one, two, three, and the guy's got to get to his feet. Why is there a rest period after the pinfall? It just slows everything to a crawl. And then he starts counting. And then the finish was like so screwed up, it was inconceivable. It was like a modern WWE finish. So you have to be pinned. Then there's a 30-second rest period. Then you have to get to your feet, okay? So Mick Foley pins Vader with a DDT. So Vader has been pinned. But as they're doing the 30-second rest period, Vader gets back to his feet, and then they do a double down. Then the ref starts counting both of them. I don't know why, because Foley never got pinned. And then Harley Race zaps Mick Foley with a hidden cattle prod. It has to be hidden, even though it's no DQ. And then, and then Vader gets up, but because Mick Foley got zapped, he doesn't get up. And so the referee rules that Vader won. Dave then gave this match four and three-quarter stars. What? Damn telling me let me tell you i'm old and i te- texas death matches were over by the time that that we were young to be honest i mean if, if the original like dory funk senior method of a texas death match uh, in some ways made sense as the modern era came in it, it became useless because you're not going to have an hour and a half two-hour match in some cases where we're going to count falls, but they're not going to count, and there's going to be a ton of blood, and there's going to be a ton of gimmicks and barbed wire and this and that and the other, and the, the the first man who can't stand up is the victor. And it's like we have had last-man-standing matches. We've had no-DQ matches, falls-count-anywhere matches, this match, that match. It's a completely, unfortunately... It, you know, or fortunately, I guess, depending on how you look at things, it's just a, it's an outdated gimmick match. And it's, it's, you know, again, even, even in their prime, I mean, find somebody that can tell you about a great Texas death match that I guess didn't see one in either St. Louis or the state of Texas. Like, I, I don't know if there was, I'm not even sure if St. Louis did them because of Sam Mushnick, but I know at least there were bruiser and and fritz von eric was a big star there so maybe maybe they did but it's just a to me it's just kind of a a nothing match and it's a an outdated stipulation that frankly was always kind of wonky anyway at least by the time in my opinion it got to our generation because why are you counting falls if they don't count why is this going on for so long it's just an old concept funny thing by the way is that uh the it was uh, it was uh, October of '93, and some people are like, "Oh, well, standards have changed." But a few weeks earlier, also in October of 1993, I watched William Regal versus Ricky Steamboat, which was so awesome. Mm. If you would have taken that exact same match and put it on TV today, it probably would be the match of the week, or at least it would be one of the best. And I'm talking anywhere in the world. It was so good. So I don't want to hear about things not holding up. This was this was three weeks earlier, same year, same promotion. Let me let me ask you a question here. 
is Lord Stephen Regal slash William Regal, is he in the Hall of Awesome the same way he is in the Hall of Famers Hall of Fame? I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure he is. I hope that he is. I hope that he is. He is so great. I was watching Regal. I actually fell into a rabbit hole of Regal. I actually started because of the, the bash I went to in Baltimore where he faced off against Sting and... Regal does, <laughs> there's very little that, that Regal does not do well, and there's very few people in this world that William Regal cannot play off of, and and that goes for anybody. I mean, a smaller guy, he can play bigger. A bigger guy, you know, he knows how to, to, to cower. It just, he is so great at everything that he does, and facial expressions and all these little small things, all this, what is it, the music between the notes or whatever it is, he is so great at it, and I don't know, because of how entertaining that he is sometimes and what his WWE persona has been since the time that he's been there, uh, I don't know if people really truly understand what makes a guy like that just so damn great. Says to me, it felt like Warriors' controversies were glossed over, plus his behavior was excused due to his upbringing. Whereas with the Randy Savage biography, they made it a point to emphasize his behavior and personality negatively. Yeah, well, what is that? What is that about? Because they were a lot of people were that was the one thing they really complained about was the fact that hey, you know, we all have troubled times in our childhood and we didn't grow up to be racist or or, or homophobic or whatever it is. So it seems to be that there is. Again, maybe it, uh, maybe it was just my timeline, but it seemed to be a lot of attention placed on we're going to make excuses for this guy for being a product of his environment, which, look, you are a product of your environment. I mean, that is absolutely the case, but people said it was a little disingenuous with how they came across with that. Well, the other thing that everyone needs to realize, we've mentioned many times, is these A&E documentaries, it's not one crew that is responsible for every single one of these documentaries. Every documentary has a different crew involved. And so it's, it's, it's hard to do a comparison because, like, well, why did they do this on one and why did they do this on the other? That's like saying, well, why did Brian say this about Raw and then the guys on Busted Open said this about Raw? Well, it's two different crews. Maybe they liked it and I hated it. So it, that would be different if, like, it was one crew that was doing all of these documentaries. And then you can fairly say, well, how come they were so hard on Savage and they're less hard on Warrior? Well, it's because it's two different crews putting two different shows together with two different groups of people involved. And I got That's a problem the problem. With that. I got a problem with that because unless you're going to debut this as a thirty for thirty, where we're going to we're having these independent filmmakers and you say who they are that are, you know, are these contracted filmmakers that they are they are looking at it through their prism, and WWE is standing back and letting the filmmakers do their. Okay, fine, but you don't. As far as I'm concerned, and as far as most people are concerned, this is a WWF, WWE, and A&E documentary that reflects directly upon them, and WWE had the final say in this stuff. So why would you not want some consistency here? Why would you not want some standards here? Why do you allow you know, a, a savage situation to concentrate so much on the negative, but you maybe don't touch on things like they didn't when it came to Austin or you you do them in a way where people are saying you did this with a warrior and again I, I guess I shouldn't say anything because of the fact that I have not seen all of them in 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 full but one of the reasons that I'm not is because of that it's hard for me to trust WWE to telling me any story anyway especially ones that I know about subjects and in the history of those subjects and then you go and you do things where you have 
Bubba the Love Sponge talking about, you know, way too much time spent on him. And no offense to some of the talking heads that they have there in WWE, but put in positions like Kurt Hawkins talking about, you know, Randy Savage's baseball career. There's a zillion historians. There's a zillion people out there that can talk at depth and at length about these subjects. And for you to not utilize any of them. Uh, it, it it says a lot. It reflects a lot on your documentary and how important history is to you, which we know in WWE and WWF, it never really has been. They want to mix it up to what they want it to be in that moment. And if, you know, things change later on down the line, uh, change up the video package, remix some of the words. We're going to change the whole narrative like they've done multiple times when talking about Ultimate Warrior. Of course, WWE and a pushed Ultimate Warrior's doc ahead of schedule to be Dark Side of the Rings version by a few days. It's in their nature to beat to the punch and counter-program. It ain't going to make any difference. Whether it goes before or after, it's going to be compared. And my... I don't know. We'll see if it's compared favorably. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, my air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, 
My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Well, this person says Dana Warrior is out there calling Dark Side of the Ring smut and filth. Huh. So they must be getting ready to completely torpedo WWE's whitewashing. Yikes. Well, there you go. You'll see in the next couple of days. Maybe I will watch both and compare and contrast. Can you say that like Randy Savage? Brian, this is David from Honolulu. No. Read this on the last segment. Ha ha, he writes. So don't even tell me about reading people's messages here. I'd just like to say that if Thursday is a slow news day, then it'd be a very epic swag awesome style. I'm a boomer, bro. I don't know what that means. If I could do that math challenge that was proposed on Friday, I'll just let you know I'll ace this quiz. Dude, I don't think Thursday is going to be a slow news day. And you know what day is definitely not going to be a slow news day? Wednesday, when we will be joined on this program by Jonathan Moxley. We'll be talking about A.W., his new book, the pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Nick Gage, whatever you want to talk about. That's coming up on Wednesday's edition of the show. You don't want to miss it. You hear me? Where's Mike going? Mike's leaving. No, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. He doesn't, he doesn't like this Moxley bloke. I, I don't. I'm just. I'm just seeing if this, you know, triggers you for anything. Remember this? You know this guy? Avery, you get that to me. I'll double your allowance. Right time, everybody. Want to thank you all for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, Twitch homies, everybody out there. I just have one word of advice for you. Be a man. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.